0: This is Father Bonaventure Chapman.
1: And this is Father Gregory Pine.
0: And welcome to Godsplaining. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God wherever you listen to your podcasts. Gentle listeners and viewers, this is a special episode because it's a guest splaining episode, and we are delighted to have with us Aaron and James from
2: Art House. Aaron James, welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you very
2: much. Thank you, Father. And it's it's Art House Two B.
0: Art House Two B. I'm sorry. The first one <laughs> no, was the no. fire da- damage, right? Okay. Art House Two B. <laughs> that's great. Well, so uh, some of our some of our listeners may not um, may know be able to find you and, and have recognized you, but for those who are new or don't know anything about Art House Two B um, or what even an Art House, whether it's A or B or to one or two would be, um, what is it? Yeah. What, what Could you, if you could introduce yourselves and your project a little bit, um, and then we'll. We'll dig in and dive, dive in for, for more questions later. But just a brief introduction where people might know and the base, basic sense of what you're up to.
3: Yeah, so I can answer this. Um, mm-hmm. So Art House To Be started during the pandemic um, when a lot of things were still pretty shuttered in New York City. Um, masses had just started back up. A lot of theaters and galleries were still closed. And I was approached by a friend of mine, Father Malachi, who's a CFR, uh, Franciscan Fire of the Renewal about how we could support artists at this time. Um, it was just still very desolate, very weird time for artists in New York City. And so we started with this first Pioneer event, a Mass for Artists in August, 2020, where we had a special Mass. Father Malachi celebrated and preached uh, for this Mass. And then we had performances and a gallery exhibition afterwards in the space attached to the church um, at a parish called Annunciation Church in West Harlem, which opened its doors to us for this. And so ever since, we've been hosting different types of events um, and programming for artists as well as for the public uh, in New York City to cultivate the heart of the artist, um, sort of offering events that are more tailored towards spiritual nourishment, as well as um, events that are highlighting the artist's actual work and encouraging them in that way, giving them a space to share whatever they're working on. Um, And then also out of this uh, desire to bring community, to bring deeper fellowship to artists in New York, especially artists of faith who are grappling with uh, sort of an equal desire to be a faithful Catholic as well as Mm -hmm. an excellent artist and being able to pursue both equally um, in the heart of the world. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a very brief overview of what Art House TV is and the inspiration for it.
2: Yeah, and I I got involved with Art House fairly early on. I was not one of the founding members. That would be Erin and and Claire. Erin, of course, is a visual artist, and Claire Kretschmar, she's a former uh, ballet dancer with the New York City Ballet. Um, But uh, my wife and I had moved to New York City uh, at the end of 2019, right before, you know, everything uh, got shut down. We're both actors, and so, of course, we came to New York, the the theater mecca, Um, but... Within a matter of months, the, the the whole city was shut down and theaters were shuttered. And for me, discovering art house was like totally providential. Um, in fact, you the the experience of the lockdowns really caused me personally to pivot my whole artistic practice. Um, basically because of this deep scandal and shock that artists, particularly performing artists, would almost like wholesale surrender in this time when I really felt like the art was needed most. Um, Of course, there's a a necessary need for prudence, especially early on Mm -hmm. when things are uncertain. But um, when I heard about Art House 2B, I saw artists who were not caving to fear, who were not going to stop practicing their art and using it for the glory of God and to lift up and serve others. And so getting involved in Art House early on was, was just like a no brainer. And there I really discovered not just the community um, and the support that, that Aaron just mentioned, but also a genuine artistic culture that was uh, productive. Um, I, I started producing my own works with Art House 2B and, and we've done a lot of stuff, galleries, uh, uh, theatrical performances, uh, musicians, film festivals. Uh, we have really every artistic discipline under the sun represented in our community, and and it's really become a place where it's not just for artists sort of uh, facing inward and, and, and patting each other on the back, but really a place where work is generated and then put in front of audiences. Um, so we have a particular interest in serving Catholics, Catholic audiences, certainly Catholic artists, but... Um, we're we're not we're not limited to that either. So sure. uh, we don't just have Catholics involved with Art House Two B. Um, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, so it gives us a sense of of the program and the process. Let's take a, a step back a bit because I'm a philosopher of art myself. I teach a course in this, and uh, we're just doing Tolstoy uh, today. What is art? And he he spends a lot of time critiquing fine art and says this is incomprehensible. It's a waste of time, waste of money. It's immoral. Um, tons of people's lives are wasted on ballets and this, this, all this blah blah blah, and then the ends the book with saying that, that art is the reason why he's been so critical is because he thinks art is too important uh, to 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 fool around with for for human society. So um, I won't give Tolstoy's answer, but why? So I, I, but I love your I love your like art is too serious to be cow, to be you know pushed away by this pandemic. Like this is the time we need art more than ever this sort of thing. So what is it to our to listeners who might be saying, well, art's this kind of, you know, art's nice. And yeah, I like, you know, Thomas Kincaid and, you know, colors are fun too. But like, what? why is art so important? Not just for Catholics, but for humans, would you say? Like, why, why is it so important to have a dedication to this
2: uh, at not only this time, but just in, in general? Well, I'll just first preface this by saying that um, I am not an expert I'm not a master, I'm not a theologian or an intellectual. Um, So this is my opinion, Um, but I think that it has something to do with art's unique capacity to incarnate things. So this incarnational principle that's Mm -hmm. active in whatever art form I think is probably the key to what makes art so important and so powerful. Now, I spend most of my time thinking about this from an acting perspective, um, from the perspective of theater more specifically, because uh, of the two, theater and film, um, not that you have to choose, but uh, uh, I do find myself more interested in and spending more time in theatrical work. But uh, there, the matter, the artistic matter is really as I see it, actual time and space. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and I, think, I think to a certain extent that can also be said of, of a lot of, of the art forms, you know, Every maybe day. in an, an analogous way to, to all of them. but mm-hmm. but there's something about this live event that is kind I mean, it's where life happens, It's where Christ is present. Mm-hmm. you know, where the Holy Spirit is acting. So, so it's this, this way in which art sort of becomes a, well, a, a co-creator um, with God and a, a cooperator with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think this is, this is the key to what makes it so important and mm-hmm. so vital.
0: Yeah.
3: Hmm. Yeah. And to go off of that, the incarnational element is really key. Yeah. Um, in terms of thinking about like how art and beauty and all of its forms have this deep capacity to reach the heart of man in a way that I, at least in my opinion, at this present time in our culture and where we are, that often um, you guys might not appreciate this as Dominicans. I know it's it's a lot of speaking, preaching and um, sharing the truth through through words and that's beautiful. We need that as well. But I just, for my my own part, feel that at this time it's so crucial that we're incorporating beauty and making space and support for this in the church. At this time, um, it's so so crucial. And there's this quote by Dostoevsky that I that I love that just that I go back to a lot when thinking about this. It says the awful thing is that beauty is mysterious as well as terrible. God and devil are fighting there. And the battlefield is the heart of man. Um, and that mm-hmm. quote is just so, uh, I think that just kind of says it all. Like there's this battle happening in the heart of man between God and devil at all times. And we know that as Christians, that there's a spiritual reality um, that we're constantly faced with, whether we realize it or not. And that there's something where... You know, Pope Benedict XVI always talks also talks about this with beauty being this sort of arrow that shoots into the heart and pierces it, it wounds the heart, Um, Mm -hmm. kind of uh, awakens something deeper and forces us to look at something in a way that we might not have before, and that only an artist could show us through their vision, um, through being through living out their vocation as an artist, and that experience draws us into. Uh, hopefully, a deeper experience with God and with our creator. And so this is kind of, this is my opinion at this point. I think beauty, obviously, all of the transcendentals are important. Um, We need truth, beauty, and goodness working together. We can't have one separated from the others. But um, yeah, it just seems to me that this is so crucial for kind of addressing all of what's happening um, within the heart of man right now. And, and like kind of every facet, um, it's just mm-hmm. really presenting this, uh, like true, good and beautiful work into spaces, um, that are lacking it or that, um, maybe haven't really experienced it before. Um, so that's my thought.
1: So I have many thoughts in return. Um, some of which are, Coherent, and some of which aren't. Um, apropos of James, your admission that you're not a master or an expert—it's fascinating um, because <laughs> it's the exact opposite tendency as the general tendency of this podcast. We presume to know everything about everything and just <laughs> off without any responsibility. Like I just got <laughs> back an edit from our our content editor this morning. He was like, "Hey, I was just listening to this thing." And uh, a thing that you said in your kind of introductory chatter was factually inaccurate, so I just cut it out. And I was like, cool. Thank you for having more integrity than I do. I respect you. Um, And then, Aaron, apropos of we might not appreciate this insofar as we are often preaching and teaching and just generally wording. um, I would say that like the (laughs) Some of us use puppets. That's it. Um, Yeah, but I would say that like a a Dominican life is ultimately a contemplative life. And I think this is in part what motivates the interest in the arts. Um, Because not only is Father Bonaventure very interested in the arts, I'm less so interested in the arts because I don't have the moral fortitude to be interested in anything other than my like principal assignment and maybe a secondary one because I think of it all as basically work. That's another story. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, but, but I think that a Dominican is a good Dominican insofar as he's a contemplative. And I think that, uh, there's a sense in which art helps you to become a contemplative because it arrests mm-hmm. you. But what i yeah, what I want to pose to you by way of question is this, um, experientially or phenomenologically, I think a lot of people experience art as calming. Uh, they might even go so far as to say healing. Um, we might add some kind of like theological language and call it transfiguring, but there's a way in which art kind of hands you back your human experience somehow like renewed or redeemed. Do you have any insights into that or helpful ways by which of kind of getting at that? Is that just me making it up or is there something to it?
2: Well, should I go charging into the breach first? Go yeah, for it. flail wildly. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I guess before before I flail wildly and attempt to answer your question, uh, I'll preface it again by saying I might not be an expert or any of these things, but I am Stop it. an artist. Yes, I am an artist. You know, nice. so that's where I'm speaking from is 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 this artist's heart, and that does mean something. Um, so, so yeah, people people I think interface with art in different ways, um, and of course. Uh, one one work that might sort of engender a calming, restorative response might, in another person, actually really indict them or convict them or trouble them deeply. You know, and that and that could be an expression of like, of its of its efficacy. You know, of the of one and the same thing, right? So I'm not advocating kind of relativism here. Um, I'm talking about. I think that every experience with a work of art is an encounter, and and it's an encounter with a person. So, uh, hopefully, it's an impo- an encounter with the with the person of God. Um, but at the very least, it's always going to be a, a person of it, the, the 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 artist. The artist manifests himself in his work, and. There's something uniquely human. I mean it's it is an exclusively human trait, art, um, and if, especially if we're talking about the fine arts. Um, and so so yes, you're getting in touch with your humanity, but you're also experiencing the humanity of another person. And so there is this fundamentally relational aspect to art in any of its forms. And so I think that's probably what what is experienced as, um, you know, primarily, renewing um is is getting outside of yourself and and communing really with an object yes but also with a personality um and the greater the work the the i think the greater the personality that that is communed with Mm
0: -hmm. okay yeah uh that's got to be that restorative stuff has got to be right Uh, aristotle in his poetics uh, when he talks about what art is as a tragedy he talks about catharsis as art like and a lot of people think that's purification or purging. Like art job is basically the idea is you go to an exhibit or a tragedy or something, you all like scream and cry together, and then that's good for you. But it's not right. That's that can't be what he means by that. Catharsis term It has to be purification of the emotions. And as you, I think art is in, art is the the fusion, as you say, of 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 meaning and embodiment. So it's embodied meaning, um, and so it's like thought and feeling put together in a way, which is deeply incarnational, as you would say. So uh, flesh and spirit, you could say, um, and I think art for healing restorative stuff is, is about teaching us how our emotions ought to be, uh, how we ought Mm -hmm. to feel about things. And because sometimes we don't know how to feel in situations, uh, and a good art, I think directs us and clarifies how we reintegrate our emotions with our, with our, our reason. I think that's the beauty of art, which leads to truth and such and goodness um, but let me ask uh maybe Aaron can ask this I can answer this question um, so art is a wide i mean not only just the different genres of it like music theater painting all this but even within that there's you know representational art there's abstract art and such um, if art is to have this restorative kind of pointing to the uh, to the creator and such um how how is what is the balance between the creativity of the artist uh, and also the goodness of the work? Like how how do you see because how do you see the balance between um, the freedom of an artist to be able to express uh, truths, but also the aim of the goodness involved? Is it something that you as an artist aim to do? So, or I mean how how do what's the balance between I say freedom and creativity and yet a purpose and and goodness in there either mm-hmm. of you could take that question if you want but I think it's, it's mm-hmm. it comes up to my mind not as not being an artist to balance these things out it's it's, a diff- it's not a question that philosophers have to do that much but artists really have to seems like deal with all the time because you're closer to the to the flesh you could say
3: mm-hmm. Yeah so I think a lot of what I have had to think about Personally, um, as an artist, I do a lot of painting, um, printmaking, drawing. Um, my work uh, right now looks a lot like installation artwork with um, collaborative mm-hmm. performance, like James and his wife um, and a few other performers just did a show with me with some of my work a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. called Rua. Um, yeah, where like, I guess this is a good show to talk about. So the show is called Rua, Breath of Life. Um, Mm -hmm. Ruah is a Hebrew word meaning breath, spirit, or wind. And the underlying theme of all these performances, there were three different performances. One was poetry, um, one was ballet with harp, and the other was uh, the theatrical performance that um, James and Karina created. Um, And all three of these performances were in tandem with these large scale paintings on fabric that I had created, Um, and the paintings are figurative, they're somewhere between figurative and abstract, um, Mm -hmm. and dealing with a lot of imagery for my own contemplative uh, prayer life. And so with that, with this show, the idea of Rua came because of this uh, poem by Pope John Paul II called The Stream, where he talks about Rua, this breath, God breathes over the waters in Genesis. Um, the Spirit of God hovers over the water. Um, the Hebrew there is, is Ruah for spirit. And something that came to mind when trying to kind of collaborate with all of these artists into one sort of cohesive art performance, the uh, like kind of crazy thing was this theme because uh, in my mind, like Rua, this breath, this creative breath of God, the Father, um, at the beginning of the world, is still being breathed by artists who are themselves cultivating a pure vessel, like a pure interior vessel, and who are before their paints, before their computers, if they're writing before their dance, uh, their dance mats and things before the stage they are approaching as a child, like completely just in simplicity, asking God to fill whatever this work is about to take place. It's going to come from their hands. Um, and so each performance kind of filtered uh, within this theme. And I guess that's that's sort of my roundabout way of answering this question of um, how, how does work uh, sort of address goodness um, I can't remember what the exact question was or how do you know or like how does creativity and freedom fit into yep. like showing goodness mm-hmm. in a work um mm-hmm. I think it really just comes down to the artist's heart like if the artist's mm-hmm. heart is not itself first cultivated and really uh recollected creating time for silence praying going to daily mass like receiving the sacraments as often as possible um there will be always these blocks. I mean, even even so, if someone's doing all those things, uh, still, you know, I end up like throwing away eight drawings out of 10 or something. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that that at least in the striving to become a pure vessel to receive um, kind of as a prophet as like a mouthpiece, the word of God, and then being able to create that let it let it out into the world Mm -hmm. that's sort of where where i see this dynamic of freedom and creativity lived out through the lens of like truth beauty and goodness within a particularly christian artists catholic artists yeah
2: I'd like to jump in on this question, if Mm -hmm. I might. Um, And I'll I'll say that it's particularly gratifying for me speaking with a couple of Dominicans about this subject because so much of my thinking about art has been very largely informed by Dominican writers. So Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'll first mention Certe Lange and Mm -hmm. his book, The Intellectual Life. Um, he'll, He'll acknowledge that art is an intellectual uh, work first and foremost. It's a product of the intelligence, and so I think that anybody who's who's listening to this and might want to learn some like basic principles about the artistic life um, and this getting to this fundamental question between uh, creativity and freedom and rules, um, mm-hmm. uh, the intellectual life is a great resource. You might as well just like take every instance of the word intellectual and just replace it with artistic, and mm-hmm. and you know there's some sections that might be more relevant yeah. than others, but it works. The other thing is uh, Maritain. So Jacques mm-hmm. Maritain for me is is the definitive uh, Christian uh, Catholic writer on this subject. And of course, he's working from, from the thinking of St. Thomas Aquinas. So his work, uh, Creative Intuition in Art and Poetry, that's a big one. But the real like killer is Art and Scholasticism. This book is awesome. Um, so my attempt at like a sort of provisional mm-hmm. answer to this question is going to be sort of informed a lot from that. Um, but, uh, you know, this question between creativity and freedom is like, a, it's a, it's a central one. And it's one, I think that where people feel a lot of angst because a lot of times the artist is not following very defined rules, you know, mm-hmm. or seems to be flaunting them. And that's like a little upsetting, especially if, you know, we have this kind of ordered rubric of, of, of how things ought to be and all these other sections of of human activity mm-hmm. and I think that uh for meritan as he describes it in in uh art and scholasticism the governing virtue is prudence um or it's it's art but art is similar to prudence in this respect <clears> that <throat> for the for the for the artist everything is with reference to the object to be created that's always what i'm Sort of evaluating, uh, making all of my judgments from. So it can't be primarily from the message to be conveyed,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because then art is supplanted and it becomes something else. Now you might be using a lot of the same skill sets and tools, but but when we're talking about art, and I'm not talking about like you know the art of um uh, you know m- making a really good shoe or or you know not a craft, um, but an art exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm referring to what we colloquially mean by art, which is the fine arts, the mm-hmm. art that's after beauty, after this mystery, um, that has to be kind of um, liberated in a certain way. And how we sort of uh, describe that liberation is, is tricky because the rules still exist, right? Mm-hmm. There is a definite tradition. There's an artistic tradition that everybody has to, has to be humble and, and bow to and work within and and learn from. But then at the end of the day, the artist is the master of those tools. He possesses them and is not possessed by them, right? So he uses them to accomplish mm-hmm. his end. And it's that end that comes first. And that's that's kind of where we start getting to the mystery of what it means to be an artist, because an artist understands this end kind of uh, you know intuitively or well he's inspired so it's really mm-hmm. God um uh, mm-hmm. working with the artist in that but in that sense too the artist is utterly alone so he he alone knows what is the the right means the proper yeah. means yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, I yeah. want I know we've talked go about ahead, this a it. lot already. I just, I have one other thought that's coming up. I feel like I need to share. Speaking of Dominican tradition within the mm-hmm. arts, um, my one of my favorite places in the world is San Marco um, in Florence. The uh, it's now a museum, but it was a monastery, a Dominican mm-hmm. monastery where Fra Angelico painted in each cell a scene from the life of Christ, um, and it's. I, I think this is a perfect example of what we're talking about, because my meditation when I went there for the first time last last summer was. Angelico painted these frescoes, not knowing that, you know, however many thousands of people would come and visit them every year as a museum later. Um, he painted mm-hmm. them simply for each brother that would live with this painting in their cell
1: mm-hmm. and the
3: brothers that would come after. So for him, like I mean, these frescoes are amazing. When you see them, it's like talk about like power of of an image. There's just like spirit. There's like spiritual radiance, just like breathing through these these frescoes. And um, and so for me, I think that's a sign of a true artist. An artist isn't someone who is looking for affirmation from the world or whatever the current art movement is or whatever is Mm -hmm. trendy right now um the the heart of the artist who is really authentic and who is is going after this um desire to like to share what's being given to them like to to you have this phrase um in the in dominican tradition the uh contemplata tradere i may not be saying Mm -hmm. it right but giving what's been contemplated yep Uh, it's such a perfect example because he uh probably only imagine that these brothers would specifically see these paintings Mm
1: -hmm. and no one
3: else but even so he still generously gave like all of himself it seems into these into these work um
0: yeah yeah i like that and i i think it's got a it's art i'm a big in the expressionist Kind of a, a, a theories of what what's going on you're expressing something, but you're just right on to say that it can't be you you're expressing fun, first and foremost and, as an artist. The creativity is your kind of your touch to expressing a, a truth, a moral truth, a spiritual truth that, and that artists have ability an ability to write with most of us express through through language, but artists have the way to make an object in a sense of an expression of this truth, and that therefore others can see. Even if it was meant for, like as you say, the the brothers in the in in those in those cells, but um, the whole world can make sense of it, and they are expressions of, of true truths that are even more powerful than the propositions. You could say because they're embodied; they have this this physicality to them. And I mean, Tom, it's a Dominican insight to say that Christ redeems. He meets us where we're at in the modern lingo. That he redeems us in the incarnation and through the sacraments because of our fallenness that we need to turn back through the flesh. And I I see artists as art artists as doing that work of redemption of giving us the best example one redeeming us telling us truths through the the flesh and through the medium but two also showing what true creativity looks like like Mm -hmm. not self-expression but rather expression creatively of of the truth of god makes makes us to be so there it's really important and i could talk for hours Mm -hmm. and i have about this topic but we don't have much time so i'd like to just ask you both um so art house to be um, one, how can people uh, find your, your, your work, the ministry and things, and any tips that you have for people regarding art or Kunstwerke or whatever? <laughs> so um, specifically, and then th- what, what should people do to, where can they find your, your work, your program, support your, uh, your your ministry here and your, your mission, um, and then and any tips that, that you have for them. So each, if you have a, a, a word about that.
3: So, in order to find out more about Arthouse 2B, um, everyone can feel free to check out our website, arthouse2b.org. It's a number two, letter B. And we have on our website uh, a whole tab of archived events. So, we have things from like every event that we've done since the start in 2020. So, if you're really nerdy and want to see like everything we've been doing, <laughs> you can totally go there yeah and then uh we also have a tab for upcoming events where we try to keep abreast of what's what's coming up and you can also sign up for our email list there if you'd like to see what's going on um, on our website and we're also on instagram at arthouse tv Mm -hmm. and uh we're actually currently waiting for our tax exempt 501c3 status to come in um so yeah so we're we're going nonprofit. we just we feel that this is a time God really wants us to grow and he's been blessing it. And so we hope to be able to support artists even mm-hmm. in more ways, not only spiritually and through community, but also financially through giving them grants and potentially residencies mm-hmm. in the future, potentially having our own permanent home to do all of our events out of. So That's We have great. some pretty big dreams. Um, so if you'd like to yeah. reach out about supporting us once we're, mm-hmm. once we're ready for that. Um, our, our email is on our website and there's also a form there for interest in, and in donating. Um, so mm-hmm. great. Yeah. James, any, any, any uh, yeah. Any
2: if, words, I'm, if I'm to give any sort of final words, um, I think it'll still be sort of in connection to what we've been talking about, which is, um, uh, this prudence, this artistic prudence that governs the work of the artist. The, um, that every work of art is a kind of work in, governance um and and i i just want to i just the last thing i want to say basically is that this prudence it should also be like more like love than anything else Hmm. that love is what makes the the degree to which the the artist is able to love the work that he's creating is the also the degree to which the the rules, the particular rules of that object, will become natural to him, and so that that capacity for love is exactly what what Erin was referring to earlier when she was saying, you know, you have to be a, an open vessel, you have to be someone who's 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 praying, who's contemplating, mm-hmm. who's receiving the sacraments, um, of course there are many many instances of of beautiful artists, you know, who have been very far from the church, but for us as Catholic artists, we know Mm -hmm. where this inspiration comes from and we know who love is. And so, yes, art expresses truth, but you know, just as beauty is the visible form of the truth, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. the visible form of the good and, Mm -hmm. and, and truth is a person. So conveying goodness, conveying the person of God almighty, You know, this is this is, I think, also a helpful way for artists to think about the imperative that's on them as artists to to grow in love of our Lord, to grow in obedience and and in virtue, and not just in how well I can draw or how much Mm -hmm. I can project my voice. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The duty, the, the harsh duty of sanctity. Um, that we're all called to in the particular way the artists have that filled out which always ends it's a duty of love and duty is of course mm-hmm. perfectly related to love as far as i understand it um that's great so this is what we'll have to leave it here thanks again both uh both aaron and james um uh, for coming on and talking about arthouse 2b and people can find uh, arthouse 2b org and the other places everyone knows how to use the internet now so um, we can all look forward please uh, once they get nonprofit status or before uh, send them all your money. okay but also does to too uh, thanks for all our supporters too. Uh, if you'd like to, to give money to our work as well, Um, Check us out at patreon.com forward slash godsplaining. Follow us on Facebook X and Instagram. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Uh, Visit godsplain.org to shop our merchandise, which is aesthetically-ish pleasing, and get dates and information for upcoming godsplain events. Uh, Announcements. There is retreat fundraising going on at some fashion, and that's used for a sense and ability to give support to people who might not be able to afford going to retreat. So to s- assist with anyone to receive funding for retreats, they're great opportunities to get together and meet each other. I hope everyone uh, signs up and does a retreat at some point. We have plenty of testimonials for these sort of things. People ask anyone, just grab someone on the street and say, have you been to a retreat? And if they have, they'll, they'll tell you a great story. But if they haven't, then um, maybe they might say it too, to find inspiration, who knows. Um, but the retreat fundraising helps to pay off pay some of the, the costs and also to keep the costs low so that everyone... Uh, that wants to go, can go. So um, check out our God's Pointing page for that. Um, Once again, thank you to Aaron and James at Art House 2B. It was great. uh, Always good to talk about art. And uh, know of our prayers for all of you listeners. And please pray for us. And we'll catch you next time on
3: God's Pointing.